Hello and welcome to the next episode of Pharmacast, the podcast from the School of Pharmacy at Queen's University Belfast. I'm Dr. Dan Corbett, Senior Director of Digital Education here at the school. And this is actually a very special episode of the podcast and first of a series of two very special podcasts where we'll, we'll be speaking to our very fresh new current graduates and about to be graduates um, by the time you hear this podcast from our MPharm and BSc programmes. This particular episode of the podcast, we will be speaking to a couple of students who are about to graduate from our pharmacy program, namely Matthew Taylor and Sean Dines, both level four um, farm students and soon to be no longer about to be going out into the world of, of pharmacy. And we'll talk a little bit about that over the rest of the podcast. So welcome to both of you. Thanks very much for taking some time out um, in the days preceding graduation. So I know things are very busy, picking gowns up, getting suits, all of those types of things as well. But I thought it was a really good opportunity just to maybe take some stock of the last four years, your route through everything, talk a little bit about that, your experiences. Um, as you've been here at the School of Pharmacy and to celebrate a little bit uh, and take some time out just to, to congratulate you both on all of these things as well. So, look, we'll kind of jump into the conversation. What I want to do is maybe go back in time, uh, four years or, or so, and talk a little bit about how you came to be sitting here, essentially, in terms of taking the M-Farm programme, um, about to be going out now and be some budding pharmacist. So, Sean, maybe I'll start with you, um, a little bit of why you're here, why pharmacy, why mm-hmm. the course, how you came to be. Well, we trip down memory lane. Um, <laughs> I know nostalgia kicks out at this point. No, pharmacy was all really a Saturday job gone wrong. <laughs> the big plan was I was wanting a nice, wee, easy Saturday job as a 16 year old. Nothing, too much stress, no hassle. How wrong I was. How wrong I was. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. And when it came to the point that I wanted to choose what degrees I wanted to do and how I wanted to see my future self become, I thought pharmacy was maybe the way to go. Excellent stuff. Matthew, what about yourself? Well, for me, it was uh, it was sort of <laughs> uh, whenever it came to picking my UCAS um, courses, I was uh, for four medicine. Was it four six you pick or five? Four medicine, one pharmacy, um, and I was wasn't very clued in at the time and what I wanted to really do with my future. And I was actually so uh, so out of it that one of the universities <laughs> I picked for medicine didn't actually accept one of my A levels. So that was a straight decline, but. <laughs> I ended up getting the pharmacy um, offer, um, and at the time it was sort of, again, confused of what I wanted to do, um, and I wanted just to enjoy the university life and not take a year out, so I took a bit of a gamble and I went for it, um, and, you know, I have never looked back and never regretted it. I've enjoyed every single second of it, um, and yes, I've, I work a, a Saturday job in a pharmacy, and there is times when I, I'm in the dispensary, nearly pulling my hair out, going, why, why did I pick this? But um, there's definitely been a lot more uh, fun and good moments than bad. So Good stuff. So it's all worked out well in the end. Essentially. Well, at, at the moment it has. So we'll, <laughs> we'll hope hope for the best for the future. But no, at the minute, it's it's been good. good stuff. Touch what it stays that way. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. I'm sure it will. Um, so look, that's really, really great to hear in terms of you know how you came to be. And I think even between the pair of you there's a, a bit of diversity in terms of, of how you've both arrived to the course which is always the way with these things and everybody tends to have their own their reason for for ending up going onto the m farm program and wanting to become a pharmacist and going out in there um to kind of stay back to around that time we know you're obviously now at a point where you've gone through the entirety of the course you're about to get that piece of paper that says you've completed it successfully and, and, and very well to boot think back maybe to the first couple of days of starting the course um starting that m farm program you'd gone from being at school secondary level education moving into that tertiary level education doing your pharmacy degree 
can you remember what that was like what the sort of thoughts and feeling were at, at that stage it's um in terms of thinking ahead in terms of four years from now graduating were those sort of thoughts in your head at that stage when it came to it not really it was just more of a culture shock when you're used to staying at home and doing your normal routine of going to school yourself getting the bus or whatever mm-hmm. to being sort of thrown in to look after yourself and to show your own independence it just is a completely different world yeah but it's good i suppose at that stage to learn how to look after yourself and how to do your own thing and make your own friends in your own way yeah absolutely no i, I agree i think i think i i was the only one coming from my school to pharmacy so it was again maybe a degree that i didn't look a lot into at the time and coming on the first day and being lost in the the mbc building trying to find the pharmacy lecture uh, of course a different building altogether so <laughs> uh good luck to me in there trying to find it but uh yeah completely sort of not sure what was going to happen coming in on the first day not sure how i was going to find it um and i think from the first day i started speaking to people and a lot of people have a sort of similar journey as i did in a way and maybe ended up in pharmacy and that they never thought that that would have been the place they were mm-hmm. and and now all of them have now graduated as well and have just said that you know some things a bit cringe as it is do happen for a reason mm-hmm. and 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 I've I've enjoyed again every moment of it. Yeah, these cliches are cliches for a reason. I stick a few cliches throughout the podcast. <laughs> this is the nostalgia talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a prize for everybody that spots them and write them That's down it. and send them into it. Um, so yeah, and Sean, just to maybe pick up on something you mentioned, you know, there is obviously that big transition from going from secondary level education into that that sort of degree level, and there's a little bit more independence of of doing things, and it's a bit is a big change how did you do that i guess is the big question you know you obviously have both completed the degree now you've done very well you've done a lot of stuff even outside of the degree and we can talk a little bit about that over the course of the rest of the podcast as well i guess maybe if you were speaking to to sean four years ago or to matthew four years ago or to somebody else who was about to start the degree and they were a bit worried about that transition what sort of advice would you give them how did how did you both crack that nut well, first of all, you're going to cook some really bad dinners. <laughs> Just bear that in mind. It's one of those things you do. You get trial and error. Yeah. But no, it's it applies to everything. You'll make mistakes. You'll do silly things that, in hindsight, you'll regret and wonder why on earth did I do that. But they make you a better person. You learn from them. You move on, and it makes you a better, more rounded, better person. You can meet different people. They'll give you their experiences. You can give them yours back, and just help each other through it that's what we're there for i think our year especially we've gotten through even covid Mm. we've definitely became very close afterwards yeah i think my advice to 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 first year matthew would be just to to yeah party less but (laughs) (laughs) uh, no to to um to sort of take those opportunities at the time and i think especially with the you know that the covid for the two years you, you know that sort of social aspect that element of seeing your class mates every day was taken away from you and you mm. never thought it would and it sort of makes you go why didn't i do those things mm. at the start why didn't i you know in, in first year go and speak to that group of people or why did i you know just taking the chance mm. and doing it and i think you know the four years has gone by so quickly yeah. that i think one of my very very few regrets is in that time in first year not putting myself out there a bit more not doing the things that maybe that you know the pharmacy um, we're organising, be that the society or the actual school itself, um, it would be just just getting involved because you'll not regret it, you know, and and you'll get to to find out the things you enjoy and you'll get to meet friends for life. Um, and I think it makes the whole entire university process a hundred times easier if you 
if you have people to, to do it alongside with yeah. um and it's one of the the things for me um that 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 is so good about pharmacy it, 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 i know our year's quite small but it almost is like a a wee sort of family and everybody looks out mm -hmm. for each other yeah. um and that's something that i think if you can get that for your time at uni you're you're very lucky yeah absolutely i think that that point around covid is an important one and it's it's that thing now where we're at the point where it's you know mentioning the c word again in terms mm -hmm. of you know it's and but it is still there and you guys were obviously very heavily affected by that i mean we're in a situation now we're luckily we're back to in-person graduations and you guys have an opportunity to celebrate this stuff but you know with friends and family a couple of years ago you know less that wasn't the case um and, and there are a lot of students who have unfortunately kind of graduated and been through this process and got to this stage in the degree and haven't been able to do that really you know something arrived in the post and you know there were certainly you know different little yeah. events that were on later on but mm -hmm. it's not really the same as you know graduation you know so it, 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 obviously in the middle of, of that degree and it was great that your year was able to come together with that sort of sense of community what were the challenges with COVID I mean probably there are some obvious ones in terms of that isolation and being everyone locked in their houses and that sort of thing when it came to actually studying you know what were the, the challenges that you guys experienced there how did you overcome those how did you get around I think for me uh, one of the challenges is was whenever you're put away into your room and you're left to, to sort of do the lectures on your own accord it was very easy to fall behind mm -hmm. and to lose that motivation I think even the simple act of coming into a lecture theatre being part of a university it, it sort of motivates you because you know you've, you've, you're there you've earned the right to be there sure. you're with everybody and you, you want to put the work in and I think with COVID being at home you're out of routine you know you can do the lectures whenever you want you don't have to get up early to get the nine o'clock start and and for me that was one of the biggest issues i started to fall behind yeah um and then in in for us in third year when you know things were starting to ease up a bit there, there was still the online lectures but you were still going in and they had the in-person exams that sort of second year loss of motivation was quite difficult to sort of come bring sure. back yeah, yeah um absolutely. and you're sort of out of routine um, and for me in third year with with the exams they they didn't go maybe as well as I wanted them to um so I would say that that for me that was one of the difficulties with COVID is just that loss of motivation and of course the loss of you know speaking to people and seeing people every day uh, you know it can be it can it was quite a, a lonely time at, at times yeah John mm -hmm. yourself Mo motivation was definitely the biggest issue of, of of all between the two years but especially second year you could be spend the entire day in your bedroom watching a few lectures then mm. just two three lectures could last you the entire day by the time you mess about you go for <laughs> half an hour an hour tea break and then you come back yeah. Ugh, i wouldn't i wouldn't have kept it on if that was how it was going to continue put it like that i'd nearly decided to drop out okay. because of it mm -hmm. but you just had to keep keep persevering keep on chipping away yeah. at I would never want to do it again. I would hope that never, no one would ever have to go through mm. it again through without option, because it was sort of sprung upon us and everyone else in a similar situation. Yeah. Apart from that, just yeah. persevere. It's, yeah, it's that's all you really could it. do. Yeah. yeah, and again, like you know, as I said, it's it's paid off in the end, and you know that dedication from from all the students that are getting through now. I mean, it's, we as staff at the school and, and in terms of the people that were, were looking after your education appreciated that and it was you know doing what we could in, in very difficult situations to kind of make that work for you uh, you know speaking of that i mean can you talk a little bit about the the support that you got from the school in terms of you know how that teaching was done um how your studies were supported in that perspective to, to kind of make things work over what was a very difficult period 
I think during during the difficult period, there was definitely a lot of support. I think those sort of teams calls that they did, um, they did a wee weekly catch up. I now, catch can't up. say that I was the perfect at attending those, <laughs> um, but they were there, and you know there was a, all the a lot of the staff on it to ask questions mm-hmm. too. And I think again, it's just a part of time where nobody really nobody really knew what the right thing to do was, and everybody was just trying their best. Um, and I think the approach they have at the minute. Um, you know what they've learned from COVID with that sort of blended learning where lectures are in person but also are being recorded and Mm -hmm. being put up is unbelievable it's Mm -hmm. brilliant you know because it gives you the best of both worlds you can go in and listen to a lecture in person and sometimes you might be a bit tired or might be a wee bit worse for wear for whatever reason Um, and you know you might miss something and the ability to come back in a few weeks time and go on to canvas and look at uh, the recording again slow it down you know go to certain parts that you're confused that is massively helped me this year um was one of the was one of the biggest things that that really benefited me was the ability to just go again and have another listen and sometimes it was actually not a recording they made on the day but maybe one they made during covid um and that's actually beneficial as well because it was two sides you know it was two different recordings so there was maybe wee things that you know um wee extra details and stuff that just really helped sure Sean, what about yourself? Well, in terms of support, we definitely got plenty. Staff were constantly there for us. They were having, if we had an online practical, they were on Teams call, waiting for us to come on. Much like Matthew, maybe didn't go to all of them myself, <laughs> must admit. <laughs> Especially Friday, what, 11 o'clock on a Friday uh, uh, morning? Oh, hey, no. That could be a bit... Hard down for the weekend. <laughs> that was a bit difficult now to, to, to show up to at the best of times. But yes, we've learned a lot. We've came a long way from then. We've came on leaps and bounds with the blended learning with even what medically what we've been taught what, mm. what we've learned mm-hmm. will maybe affect how we're ta- like how future years are taught absolutely with new medical advances it will be built of benefit yeah 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 it certainly has brought that technology around vaccines and that sort of thing mm-hmm. you know before it's certainly something that we've talked about this in the podcast with with other academics and, and other uh, contributors to the course in the school around the role that pharmacists now have and that you guys are about to go out and, and continue your training in in terms of you know this time five or ten years ago the idea that pharmacists would have been rolling out a, a countrywide vaccination scheme probably would have been something that you would really have expected um, and pharmacists became the backbone of that uh, you know when you guys are going to be going out and be part of that workforce and that now is going to go from strength to strength and um, had a really great conversation with, with Sharon Hockey and Joanne Brian, who both worked at the school a while back in relation to patient-centred care, taking more of a role with patients in terms of not necessarily just dispensing and responding to symptoms, but taking a much bigger role with patients and, and helping them to, to make use of their medicine. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, a certain point. Yeah, it's a great point, Sean, in terms of that, that sort of breadth of skill set and, and knowledge that you all have, which has certainly changed a lot since I was doing my M-Farm degree many years ago. I'll not state how many, but hmm. things are, are certainly moving forward and we're moving forward in a really positive way. So enough about the challenges. Um, you know, it's a, a celebratory podcast. Of course, uh, of course. So, so, you know, talking to me about the course then in terms of, you know, what did you enjoy the most about it so let's let's start academically okay. right um so when you're thinking about the course what you've learned over the last four years a huge amount of it that's now you know in your heads and you're going to go out and be able to, to use as you do your job with with a plum what have you enjoyed most academically what what sort of experiences during the course did you find the most rewarding or interesting or whatever else it might have been i enjoyed the rts classes and the pp classes up in the pharmacy suite i i enjoy coming every week getting your professional dress on 
feeling like a pharmacist sure. as opposed to maybe sometimes just studying the tech, studying the textbook or studying the slides. It's a bit difficult at times to think that you're a pharmacist. At least when you go in, you can say, you, you can talk to your patient, be it simulated. Mm-hmm. You can handle medicines, some of which maybe people in our year hadn't done until then. And then just get that feeling of, get that sense of what they're trying to accomplish at the end of their degree. Absolutely. Yeah. Matthew, what about yourself? I would say I would say the same the the proprietary dispensing and the and the responded to symptoms module up in the the fake pharmacy I think was <laughs> was what I used to call it um, <laughs> was certainly one of the highlights for me uh, as well as the the community and hospital placement because that's you going out and you know you're for the placements especially you're you're in that environment mm-hmm. and you're seeing what you what you know and you're seeing what you're going to get yourself into and I think this year we did that uh, near peer teaching with a sort of younger student um, and whenever you're teaching or not teaching but you're sort of showing a younger student uh, you know w- how to do a medicine history or something you don't realize actually how much knowledge you do have yeah. until you're there yeah. you sort of think you you don't know it and then you get asked a question and you can answer it and you go oh flip me actually I do know something <laughs> there's something in there and uh, and that's sort of just putting yourself into the shoes of what you will become yeah. um, is definitely the part that that I enjoyed the most um, and a few lectures as well I enjoyed. I'll not say all the lectures were doom and gloom. There was a few. I, I liked the sort of physiology ones. <laughs> I think the uh, maybe not the industry wasn't for me, but the physiology certainly was something that I yeah. that I enjoyed. Oh, well, they had the highlights now. Organic chemistry was my downfall. Oh, I can't Organic chemistry is always, <laughs> always a fun one. Yeah, it's either for you or it's not, but it's a, a very important part of the course in yeah, terms of, course. of making all the other bits make sense. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so yeah, look, I mean, that, that, that's great to hear. I mean, obviously in terms of experiential learning, that, that makes sense in terms of actually being able to do the things that you're eventually going to be able, able to go out and do. And and certainly, you know, as we've talked about on the podcast too, and, and you're both very well aware in terms of how the MFARM program is going to develop, that experiential learning is going to be a bigger part of what we do mm-hmm. f- uh, for those reasons amongst many others given MPharm students a chance to actually be working both in that the the pharmacy practice unit in that that mock pharmacy that we have so you can make your mistakes fairly safely um and your experience may be very similar to mine which is you you do take the opportunity to make some mistakes up there over the course of of the learning and assessment um and then to go out and actually work with patients you know and very closely with with our our teaching practitioners as well so as we kind of moved on now, so we're, we're into level four, one of the biggest parts of the degree really relates to the research project as well. Um, so I just, because it is kind of so fresh, it's one of the sort of biggest bits, I guess, that you would have done in level four. Just really interested to hear a little bit about your research projects. Uh, Matthew, I mean, absolutely no bias here or, or any sort of pressure. I I'm in a difficult position in, here. In terms <laughs> of what you're about to say, given I was your, your research project supervisor. Um, so maybe for that reason, Sean, I'll maybe start with you. So in terms of your research project, a little bit about what you did, how you found it, maybe what you learned from that that was slightly different from the other teaching on the course uh yeah so my project was with dr colder about now this is about the mouthful a uh, gold nanoparticles for radio sensitizing radio sensitizing prostate cancer cells okay. so basically to improve the likelihood of radiation of working against them sure. through the therapy now hopefully he's not listening or else he'll complain <laughs> about me completely forgetting so the whole this is thing. not an assessment John all those assessments are now over you'll be pleased to hear after the presentation I'm glad of that <laughs> um, no I I really enjoy it I enjoy getting the lab and lear- learning something that conventionally we wouldn't learn in lectures sure. getting hands on with the equipment seeing how it will affect ge- people now be it three, four, five, ten years in the future we don't know whenever but a product may come eventually but it's nice to see how the research in the school 
can help people mm. and it's, it's it's reassuring to see that it, it does yeah and we've seen sure from the, the school itself what has what successes have what have been in the past absolutely um, in terms of skill set from that so again it, it's probably slightly very different to, to what you would have done elsewhere on the course do you think you've got any more strings to the bow having done your research project that are going to help you when you go out into the, the world of, of being a pharmacist definitely that diligence when you're doing your own research work you do have to be quite monotonous in what you do mm. you have to be aware of very minute detail mm. as you're working through or else you could just make a simple slip up which costs you the whole thing yeah. and especially in pharmacy you have to be aware of those little things those wee tiny things be it a wrong number on a dose mm-hmm. be it a wrong drug maybe other people would slip by it, it's good to know to be aware of your surroundings be aware of what has happened absolutely yeah the detail is, is massively important for for what we do in, in sort of all areas of the profession so mm-hmm. yeah that's certainly a good thing to be learning from and, and, and taking it into into the ongoing career um matthew your research project was was very different to sean so yours yep. wasn't based in the lab yours was very different i wonder if you can maybe talk us through a little bit about what your project was what you found out of it so mine was a questionnaire based um project about uh the proposed use of a, a virtual reality system to um help teach uh the proprietary dispensing module which is the sort of you know dispensing of items checking scripts that sort of side of mm-hmm. uh, of um pharmacy um and at the time in in pp it was sort of a again a bit of experiential learning where you were just uh going every week and you were doing it there wasn't much um in the way of sort of preparation uh that you could do beforehand uh you could read a chapter of the bnf um that that was basically what it was so it was about proposing this idea of a vr system that would have been accessed through uh you know a student smartphone um and being able to put yourself into a dispensary from from the comfort of your own home and have a few scenarios to go through and 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 definitely um something that uh whenever we we gave our questionnaires out um everybody was a massive fan of and i think everybody is a fan of this sort of emerging technology or anything that can make life a bit easier yeah and again sort of same question to, to that that i um, asked sean earlier i mean in terms of thinking about going forward and going into your career now is there anything from the research project that you think you'd have taken away maybe that was slightly different from the rest of the course yeah no i do i think what, number one is is it's definitely helped me with a bit of time management and organization because mm-hmm. you know it's not as if every other module stops you've still got your lectures you've still got your tests yeah. and all different modules so it's trying to manage your time and you know you have timelines for your report paper timelines for presentation and everything and trying to, to get to that um and talking about the presentation as well again just helping with your communication skills and being able to present in front of people and you know delve deep into the research behind different things and um and you know overall just expanding your knowledge and seeing that especially whenever i was going through uh, numerous amounts of papers it, sem- it seemed yeah. like every day there was a different paper saying a different thing released <laughs> so uh, you don't know <laughs> you don't know where what's happening at some stages but just uh, yeah probably just trying to keep on top of work was one of the things that sure. it, it, it certainly helped me with um, 10 out of 10 answer you know very well supervised for that project you know um, I guess exactly too it's maybe worth saying is you know um, the, the work that y- you did as part of your project has been accepted at, at a, a conference at the pharmacy education conference that's happening in, in, at the University of Manchester 
Manchester later on this year, you'll be traveling over to present that work. Yeah. Um, so maybe can you tell us a little bit about what you maybe hope to get from that experience? You know, you'll be going over there to present the work that you've done as part of your project. What are you, you know, are you excited about that? What are you planning on taking away? Very excited, uh, excited to go to Manchester. Um, <laughs> all expenses paid. Not sure if I could say that. Uh, <laughs> well, it depends how many expenses there are. Well, I was about to say, I've got a hefty list. I'll have to submit. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, five-star hotel. Um, but no, no, no. Um, what I'm looking forward to the most about that is, is it'll be the first pharmacy conferency thing I've, I've actually ever went to. I sure. never took the opportunity in previous years to even even go to the um careers or anything like that okay. so i never i never went to any of those so it'll be the first time i'll be in um in for the pharmacy pharmacy education conference um and i'm I'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to seeing all the different um ideas and different projects that people have been doing i'm excited to, to you know you know you've spent a couple months you know really looking into something and it's a perfect opportunity to to tell other people about it you know and and to share those ideas and they also see if there's any uh, other sneaky universities trying to do something similar to this? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have to report back, but uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. I think it's a great, it's a, a great honour that 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 the project was um, picked for that, and, and and I'm really looking forward to presenting it. Yeah, yeah, it's a really positive thing, and I know we do have a number of students each year who are able to present that work themselves at conferences, and even if they're not able to travel over them, you know, on, on the, themselves or on their own, it's certainly something that will filter and 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 feed into ongoing work, and that a lot of academics would would go ahead and present to or, or publish through the likes of journal articles too so it's great to hear that you know the, the work that you've done during your research projects you know on both sides of the table has been really impactful um uh, you know in terms of building your own skill set but also in terms of the work that's going on at the school as well and but i know personally speaking matthew from our project it's been you know a very very valuable project in terms of knowing that we're moving in the right direction with, with what we're doing with our digital education as well so before we we kind of finish up talking about your your university experience we've talked about that academic bit you've all said you know the right thing very positive about about your time um what about the stuff outside of the books and outside of the study both of you have obviously been quite heavily involved in various social aspects in the school and, and various other programs and and, and initiatives as well um, matthew i'll maybe start with you on this one in terms of some of the roles that you've had during your time here at the school and, and during your m farm again you know what's been enjoyable about that what sort of memories are you going to take away from doing those things memories um yeah <laughs> quite a few uh quite a few uh no uh, this year i i had the the privilege of being the president for the the pharmacy society and I think this was the first year that we were back up and running again after after sort of a, a you know COVID and everything and um it was probably the first year that there was the options to put on events that everybody could go to and you know uh, open to go to so it was an honor to be able to do that um one of the one of the the, the memories and the highlights of that is is just the ability to organize like a mystery tour or a formal I think we were 450 people formal this year um and I think that was one of the biggest, certainly the photographer had ever uh, <laughs> had the honor of taking photos for. Um, and the ability just for to show that there is that fun side of university. And it's it's one of the best. And I've always said this, that the society events that they put on, they put so much effort into them, every every single one that's on the committee. Um, and it's the perfect opportunity to meet the people in your year, to meet people in the years above um and and to sort of just make those friends and i know for me and i got we got to go on the mystery tour in first year um 
and that was the, the you know the one event where I got to meet a lot of mm-hmm. my year group yep. and I'm now very good friends with them um, and many memories uh, some memories that I may have forgotten along the way <laughs> but, um, but no it's it, it's it's something that I would encourage anyone new or current students to to get involved with because you'll not regret it um and it's just a perfect way to make friends sure sean what about yourself well i've been busy enough for the past (laughs) couple of years i think (laughs) certainly have as as matthew um even coming back to last year at a time where a lot of our year were coming out of covid Mm. we didn't know each other for the most part we me myself and matthew tried to organize a couple of social events just within our year group to try and get people to mix, get to know each other, as opposed to just being a name on a spreadsheet, to try and put a face or a personality to it, and to ma- let us get a bit closer together. Mm-hmm. So we organised a few, we organised a formal by ourselves, and it, they were both great successes. And then coming into this year, I took on the role, the honour be it, of being school rep for the school pharmacy. So I did that, made sure that everyone had a sense of community, so I joined the society as well as one of the members, helping with the events organisations, but then try to do something of myself. So um, I organised the charity app sale down mm-hmm. the York Hotel. So that was now two weeks ago, and it was a great success. Now there was over, there was just shy two thousand last wow. time I checked. So mm-hmm. it's it's a great achievement for the school. It's a great achievement for a wonderful charity who have done a lot of great work for people. And then apart from that, just in my capacity as school rep, just trying to be there for people. Yeah, absolutely. trying to be there for younger year groups. Trying to get them to maybe if they have, they are uneasy, if they are a little bit stressed about exams, like we all are, to try and give them that bit of reassurance, to try and to point them in the right direction of who to turn to. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think that's you know both the, you've mentioned very very important things around that sort of social aspect. University, right? You know, obviously the study and you know getting into the books and, and, and go for you guys going on placement and doing all of those really, really important things is really, really important. Um, but, you know, the social aspect of university and making friends and making those friends for life and, and those connections is massively important. Um, Sean, again, your role in Student Voice has been, you know, really formative in terms of what we've been doing as a school and, and being able to, to bring that student voice together and bring that to, to various committees in your in your role has been invaluable as well so it's been great that both of you has been able have been able to do that and work with others um, across the year and, and across the rest of the program to do that too so yeah that's um quite i think that summarizes your experience of the degree fairly well from the yeah. academic and what's the stop to her yeah it's um we've covered quite a lot there over the discussion of that so we're, we're back to present day we're um you know, in, in podcast land, and when this goes out, we're probably a couple of hours away from graduation, whereas the reality is we're a couple of days away. Um, I guess it'd be it'd be very good to hear more about what your immediate plans are now. So you'll be graduating, you'll be about to move into the next stage of your careers. Can you tell me a little bit more about what those plans are, what you'll be doing, how you're feeling about that as well? So Sean, maybe I'll start with you on that one. Um. So in terms of immediate plans, it'd be I think uh, we started my pre my foundation year. Sorry, I go I slip the habit of saying <laughs> pre-reg year as usual. So yes, yeah, so I'll be starting my foundation year then with Makira's chemist okay. for the year, and then apart from that, the world's my oyster. I have nothing solid set in stone yet that I can see where life brings me. Foundation year, and then perhaps afterwards I'm debating doing the independent prescribing okay. postgraduate sure. course, yeah. just to give myself that little bit of extra experience. Yeah at such an early stage in my career if it is now allowed for us to come on so early in our career best to make the most of it absolutely yeah and apart from that I'm tech I'm 
debate on the idea of a PhD. I'm not sure yet. Once again, I'm leaving it to, yeah. to closer to the time to make a firm decision. The opportunity is there for you. It's mm-hmm. just having to think about it and see how things go. Yeah. Very good. Matthew, yourself? Yeah, I, I'm I foundation year. I um six months in the Royal, um Royal Victoria Hospital starting uh, in August and then after that I am six months in community, um up in Clare Pharmacy in the Abbey Centre. So uh, I haven't I haven't had the, the I'm currently in a wee Clare Pharmacy in Ballyclare, so I haven't worked in the in the Abbey Centre. You know, the, the the good thing about being in the hospital and the community is just getting the, the best of both worlds and seeing, you know, spending six months in each and seeing exactly what I want to do after it um, and having, you know, as I said, the experience of both and being, you know, at, uh, in a very public-facing role um, being able to engage with the public and overall, you know, just learn more. And, and, and that's one of the main ways I certainly learn is through through you know going out and doing it and you know experience good stuff yeah so very exciting for both of you it'll be mm-hmm. very interesting to see how you both get on it'll be great to see you moving from from success to success for all of this so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to hearing how things are going over the course of next year um the plan will be um as i think we've maybe discussed before would be to hopefully bring you back at some stage over the course of of your your foundation training year see how things are going see how, how life has been treating you and, and how you've been able to put all your learning into practice out there working as uh, as trainee pharmacist so um it'll be interesting to hopefully hear from you then and see how things are going what i i always try and like to do with, with these podcasts where possible is to kind of maybe end on a little bit of advice for somebody who might be listening um our our audience is is thankfully quite diverse and, and quite wide in terms of people who are listening i think a lot of people who might be listening today may be current school students who are thinking about you know next steps thinking about a plan for university in, in the next couple of months and I guess in that context, given that you guys are now about to graduate, go out into your careers, start to do all the, the amazing things that you're about to do. If you had one piece of advice for somebody who was thinking about applying for a pharmacy program and maybe the pharmacy program here at Queen's, what advice would you give them in terms of that? What would you say to that person to maybe help them make that decision? The first thing that would be important for, um, for a person who's considering doing pharmacy would be just to care about people. Mm to care there'll be people who are ill there'll be people who are uneasy with loved ones being ill or uncertain times ahead of them maybe they've had a poor diagnosis maybe they themselves don't feel right in their mental health Mm -hmm. to be there and support people it's something it can't be taught you have to be able to feel the emotions to help people to relate to them and to be there for them good stuff Matthew, words of wisdom from you. Words of words of wisdom. I'll try my best. No pressure. <coughs> I think I think my advice would be for anybody that's in that sort of position where they're not sure where to go next, is to maybe take a bit of take a bit of advice from something that I went through, which was I wasn't sure, mm-hmm. and I did take a bit of a, a gamble and a bit of a risk, and I did jump in uh, into pharmacy with not really looking much around it. Um, probably should have done a bit more research at the time mum was pulling her hair out i know that (laughs) (laughs) sort of just going with the flow but my advice is if you know if if pharmacy is for you and 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 you do go on the course and you're at queens my advice is just to jump straight in and and to get involved i think it makes the whole entire journey so much more easier um if you if you go to those events i know the school put on coffee mornings and and different um things like that getting involved with the society which is you know the outside sort of social events um and i think putting the head down when it matters um is is one thing that i would i would certainly (laughs) take away from it um there's certainly a lot of time to 
meet people and party and do whatever but whenever the time comes to to put the head down you do that because it certainly makes makes the the whole experience a little bit easier um and saves you having to catch up with many lectures <laughs> whenever <laughs> you're very short on time uh, that would be certainly my advice is to to try and stay on top of it but no the four years go by so quickly and i think it's it, that's the scary thing it, it, it as i said before it feels like yesterday that i was lost in the mbc trying to find my way around and it it has it's flown by um and i have loved every minute of it um and i've really enjoyed it um and there's nothing from the whole entire experience that i regret um and i'm very happy that uh, uh an upper sixth matthew took the risk and decided uh well we'll just go for it and see what happens because it certainly has uh, worked out well for me certainly I'd has i'd agree it's looking back now i definitely didn't make the right decision i've met some amazing people i've, I've experienced so many great things and I loved every second of it. And just to mention something that Matthew says, it's nearly a rite of passage to try and find a lecture hall in the David <laughs> Care building. Ed is amazing there. Yeah, it's an experience of, of um, having studied and worked there too. And mm-hmm. it's certainly amazing to get, get yourself around. So yeah, it's uh, part of the university experience here. Quite. Mm-hmm. So look, thanks for that sage advice from both of you. And I think that will be very helpful to a lot of folk that are listening to the podcast. So look, I think we've, we've spent a long time talking about your experience it's it's i'm glad that it's been so positive um i know that you've both done exceptionally well as of all of our graduates this year so i think um i'll, I'll take the opportunity now to say congratulations to you both uh, and Thank to all much. of our, our graduates this year on graduating and getting to walk across that stage and move on to the next stage in your career. Um, I will say thanks very much to Matthew Taylor and to Sean Dines for, for joining me today on the podcast. Um, hopefully you're listening to this at home around uh, the graduation time. Um, but if not, uh, you'll hopefully have a chance to have a look at the website and see some video and some photos of our graduation. Um, and we'll hopefully hear from Sean and Matthew in the future as well to hear how they're getting on um, in their, their training and, and beyond as well. Um, as I've mentioned, this is the first of uh, a very short two podcast series. We'll be uh, speaking with uh, a number of students who have uh, completed our BSc programs uh, in the next podcast as part of our ongoing graduation celebration. So I hope you'll join us for that podcast too as well. Um, until then, thanks very much for listening to the podcast podcast and we'll hear you on the next one. Thanks for now.